in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Dear faithful, this morning, the Gospel tells us something important about ancient world. Their approach to timekeeping and dating events was very different from that of modern Americans. As St. Luke did, ancient writers dated by referring to the people who were in power at the moment, the emperor, the governor, the high priest of the temple, and so forth. Sometimes the reference is to a widely known event. The prophets Amos and Zacharias both date an event by saying it took place after the earthquake. It would be like the Floridians saying that something happened after the hurricane. So this is the time when St. John the Baptist, the son of the priest Zachary, came into all the country about the Jordan, preaching the baptism of penance for the remission of sins. In a few days, in one week, we will celebrate Christmas, the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. None other than Christians recognize, believe that God became man of the Blessed Virgin Mary by the overshadowing of the Holy Ghost. None other than Christians recognize that the same divine Holy Ghost dwells in the souls of those in the state of grace. None other than Christians recognize that God dwells really in the tabernacle on the altar. Christmas, therefore, sets us apart from all non-believers in a profound and essential way. It is the incarnation that makes God something more than a force to be feared. It is incarnation that gives dignity and natural rights to human beings. It is the incarnation that raises us above the level of physical creation, making us adopted sons and daughters of God. Without the incarnation, there is no peace on earth and very few men of goodwill. Christendom depends upon it. Keep a holy Christmas in honor of God's incarnation. Christmas is not the holidays, nor the greeting season. It is the Christ Mass, the Nativity, the birth of Jesus to the Virgin Mary, the first communion of the world. It is the birth of Jesus to Mary under the paternal vigilance of Saint Joseph in Bethlehem, the incarnation of God in the history of our humanity. Saint John the Baptist has a loud voice. I envy him this morning because my voice is not so good. 
it's my personal opinion. The church didn't give a dogmatic definition about that. But I think that if St. John the Baptist will, would have lived in our time, he would have had an American citizenship because his voice is so powerful, so loud, so audible. And he doesn't compromise with the spirit of the world. He's not a diplomat at all. And he says, make ready the way of the Lord. When he talks about valleys being filled, hills being brought low, and crooked ways being made straight, Saint John the Baptist refers to reforming one's life, to the conversion of the world. It means that we correct our faults and we do penance because the Lord only enters into the hearts of those who are ready to receive him. This message given by Saint John the Baptist, very ascetical, is difficult for us to hear and to understand as the proper preparation for Christmas. This message of penance and self-denial is opposed by the culture in which we live. This culture values and promotes ease, comfort, pleasure, self-gratification, materialism, and consumerism. Advent reminds us that we need God's coming. We need his forgiveness. We need his grace. We need his salvation. In Advent, our purpose is to live again the coming of Jesus into our world in order to redeem us, to save us, and to bring us to God. It's a return to simplicity and detachment. If we prepare Christmas properly and spiritually, interiorly, we will be able to face the simplicity of the nativity, the simplicity of the nativity scene. Then Jesus will be, for each one of us, the true, the real Emmanuel, the guest of honor, our favorite visitor, in other words, God with us. To be united to God, who is infinite goodness and truth, is what our souls desire. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.